Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob. I want to thank you for listening. We have on this site over 3,400 audios featuring great preachers, persecution stories from North Korea and other lands, Bible studies. And you can go to Google Play Store and the Apple Store and download the Church One app for sermon audio and just enter Hackberry House if you like. My books are on Amazon.com, and you can contact me at bob.j.faulkner, that's F-A-U-L-K, bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com. We're going back to the life of Patton now, the missionary to Hebrides, and uh, we were talking about how he had made a stab at teaching and the things he ran into there and how he was victorious eventually. We're talking now in chapter 7 about being a city missionary. Before undertaking the Mary Hill School, I had applied to be taken on as an agent in the Glasgow City Mission. And the night before I had to leave Mary Hill, I received a letter from the Reverend Thomas Kaye, the superintendent of, of the said mission, saying that the directors had kept their eyes on me ever since my application and requesting, as they understood I was leaving the school, that I would appear before them the next morning and have my qualifications for becoming a missionary examined into. Well, praising God, I went off at once, passed the examination successfully, and was appointed to spend two hours that afternoon and the following Monday in visitation with two of the directors, calling at every house in a low district of the town and conversing with all the characters encountered there as to their eternal welfare. I had also to preach a trial discourse in a mission meeting where a deputation of directors would be present, the following evening being Sunday. And on Wednesday evening, they met again to hear their report and to accept or reject me. All this had come upon me so unexpectedly that I almost anticipated failure. But looking up for help, I went through with it, and on the fifth day after leaving the school, they called me before a meeting of directors and informed me that I had passed my trials most successfully, and that the reports were so favorable that they had unanimously resolved to receive me at once as one of their city missionaries. Deeply solemnized with the responsibilities of my new office, I left that meeting praising God for all his undeserved mercies and seeing most clearly his gracious hand in all the way by which he had led me and the trials by which he had prepared me for this sphere of service. Man proposes, God disposes. I found the district a very degraded one. Many families said they had never been visited by any minister and many were lapsed professors of religion who had attended no church for 10, 16, 20 years. Uh, They said they had never been called upon by any Christian visitor. In it were congregated many avowed infidels, Romanists, and drunkards, living together and associated for evil, but apparently without any effective counteracting influence. In many of its closes and Uh, courts, uh, sin and vice walked about openly, naked and not ashamed. After nearly a year's hard work, I had only six or seven non-churchgoers who had been led to attend regularly there, 
besides about the same number who met on a, a weak evening in the ground floor of a house kindly granted for the purpose by a poor and industrious but ill-used Irish woman. She supported her family by keeping a little shop and selling coals. Her husband was a powerful man, a good worker, but a hard drinker, and like too many others addicted to intemperance, he abused and beat her and pawned and drank everything he could get hold of. She, amid many prayers and tears, bore everything patiently and strove to bring up her only daughter in the fear of God. We exerted, by God's blessing, a good influence upon him through our meetings. He became a total abstainer, gave up his evil ways, and attended church regularly with his wife. As his interest increased, he tried to bring others also to the meetings, urged them to become abstainers. His wife became a center of help and of good influence in all the district, as she kindly invited all and welcomed them to the meeting in her house. And my work grew every day more hopeful. By and by, meetings and classes were both too large for any house that was available for us in the whole of our district. So we instituted a Bible class, a singing class, a communicants class, and a total abstinence society. And in addition to the usual meetings, we opened two prayer meetings, especially for the uh, Calton Division of the Glasgow Police, one at a suitable hour for the men on day duty, another for those on night duty. The men got up a mutual improvement society and singing class all, also amongst themselves, weekly, on another evening. My work now occupied every evening in the week, and I had two meetings every Sabbath. By God's blessing, they all prospered and gave evidence of such fruits as showed that the, the Lord was working there for good by our humble instrumentality. The kind cow feeder had to inform us, and he did it with much genuine sorrow, that at a given date he would require the hayloft, which was our place of meeting. And as no other suitable house or hall could be got, the poor people and I feared the extinction of our work. At that very time, however, a commodious block of buildings that had been church, schools, manse, etc., came into the market. My great-hearted friend, the late Thomas Binney, persuaded Dr. Symington's congregation at Great Hamilton Street, in connection with which my mission was carried on, to purchase the whole property. Its situation at the foot of Green Street gave it a control of the district where my work lay. And so the church was given to me, in which to conduct all my meetings, while the other halls were adapted as schools for poor girls and boys where they were educated by a proper master <clears throat> and were largely supplied with books, clothing, and sometimes even food by the ladies of the congregation. <clears throat> Availing myself of the increased facilities, my work was all reorganized. On Sabbath morning at 7 o'clock, I had one of the most deeply interesting and fruitful of all my classes for the study of the Bible, it was attended by from 70 to 100 of the very poorest young women and grown-up lads of the whole district. They had nothing to put on except their ordinary workday clothes, all without bonnets, some without shoes. Beautiful was it to mark how the poorest began to improve in personal appearance immediately after they came to our class, how they gradually got shoes and, and one bit of clothing after another, 
to enable them to attend our other meetings and then to go to church. And above all, how eagerly they sought to bring others with them, taking a deep personal interest in all the work of the mission. Long after they themselves could appear in excellent dress, many of them still continued to attend in their working clothes and to bring other and poorer girls with them to that morning class and thereby helped to improve and elevate their companions. My delight in that Bible class was among the purest joys in all my life, and the results were amongst the most certain and precious of all my ministry. I had also a very large Bible class, a sort of Bible reading, on Monday night, attended by all, of both genders and of any age, who cared to come or had any interest in the mission. Wednesday evening again was devoted to a prayer meeting for all, and the attendance often more than half filled the church. There I usually took up some body of Holy Scripture, some book, and and I read and and lectured right through, practically expounding and applying it. On Thursday I held a communicants class intended for the more careful instruction of all who wished to become full members of the church. Our constant textbook was Patterson on the Shorter Catechism by Nelson and Sons, than which I have never seen a better compendium of the doctrines of Holy Scripture. Each being thus trained for a season, received from me, if found worthy, a letter to the minister of any Protestant church which he or she felt inclined to join. In this way, great numbers became active and useful communicants in the surrounding congregations, and eight young lads of humble circumstances educated themselves for the ministry of the church most of them getting their first lessons in Latin and Greek from my very poor stock of the same. A Friday evening was occupied with a singing class, singing and teaching church music and practicing for our Sabbath meetings. On Saturday evening, we held our total abstinence meeting at which the members themselves took a principal part in readings and addresses, recitations, singing hymns, and so on. Great good resulted from this total abstinence work. Many adults took and kept the pledge, thereby greatly increasing the comfort and happiness of their homes. Many were led to attend the church on the Lord's Day, who had formerly spent it in rioting and drinking. But above all, it trained the young to fear the very name of intoxicating drink and to hate and keep far away from everything that led to intemperance. I would add my testimony also against the use of tobacco, which injures and leads many astray, especially lads and young men, and which never can be required by any person in ordinary health. But I would not be understood to regard the evils that flow from it as deserving to be mentioned in comparison with the unutterable woes and miseries of intemperance. To be protected, however, from suspicion and from evil, All the followers of our Lord Jesus should in self-denial, how small is this, and in consecration to his service, be pledged abstainers from both of these selfish indulgences, which are certainly injurious to many, which are no ornament to any character, and which can be no help in well-doing. Praise God for the many who are now so pledged. Well, That's the only chapter we will cover today that was a little longer than the other chapters, and the next chapter looks like it might be just as long, so we better stop right there. Thank you so much again for being here, and I encourage you to find this uh, 
John G. Patton story yourself. But come back and we will do this together if you like. Uh, Lord willing, we'll talk again, in fact, real soon. Bye-bye.